You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to Music Biz 101 and more. Hey, here we go. Welcome to Music Biz 101 and more, your free music business advice radio show and podcast. Find us every Wednesday at Brave New Radio 88.7 FM on the campus of William Patterson University in scenic Wayne, New Jersey, or on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio as a podcast. I am your co-host, Professor David Kirk Philp. Silence. Not one clap. Not one clap. <laughs> there, you there you go. go. Thank you. And with your other co-host, Dr. Esteban Marconi. We are alive. We are here. We're pre-recording what you're listening to from Nashville, Tennessee at the Music Biz 2016 convention. We want to thank the Music Biz Association for giving us this tremendous space here in the convention center of Nashville. It's where our music, William Patterson University students are connecting, interviewing with some great guests. We have a great guest today. His name is Eric Tobin, Hopeless Records. Yes. Was it named after Hopelessly in Love with You from Greece, Olivia Newton John, 1978? Surprisingly, my um, my boss, Lewis, who is uh, a great guy, there was a band called Guttermouth that he signed. They had a song on their first seven inch called Hopeless. And he thought, what a great name for a label. Yeah, <laughs> and there you go. every plain conversation with strangers has been terrible since then. <laughs> <laughs> so we know do not approach Eric on an airplane. Yes. It will not. That's good advice for everyone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's good for us. <laughs> Just never approach Eric. Yeah. Um, there's a student here. His name is Bobby Mahoney. We want to thank Bobby for making this happen. In Nashville, all the students booked all the guests and uh, asked all the questions. So Bobby's going to ask Eric a whole bunch of questions, many of them personal, which Eric will not want to answer. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. We want to thank Mia, the Music and Entertainment Industry Educators Association, gave us a grant. For this to help subsidize the cost of Bobby, are we going to mention that Joelle is here as well? Sure, are you why just not? sitting in, or are you going to say anything? I can say. You're things. allowed to say. So Joelle sure. Filippi, okay. the award-winning Joelle yeah. Filippi, is here for this Woo. as well. We want to thank the folks at Van Dyne Bruno Inc. and White Hat Management. You ever heard of Aaron Van Dyne before as a business manager? No, but I do now. There we go. Yeah. Now you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. With artists like Charlie Puth, Dave Matthews, Sharon Jones of the Dap Kings, Kiss. He also does Sleater Kinney and St. Vincent. Vincent. If you'd like to bring all of his clients over, I'd be very happy. (laughs) There we go. Maybe you can bring your artists over to him. (laughs) But um, there's only one place to go for your band's business management, and that is you go to vb-cpa.com when it's best for you. And also we want to give thanks to Christine Vey, a wealth manager and the president of Vey Wealth Management. You see both these entities gave more money to us to get students to come for very little yeah. relative money. We're so, very uh, thankful. Christine Vey did this. She's uh, helped many professionals at William Patterson manage their investments, plan after retirement. So if you're looking for some guidance on how to plan for your retirement, or if you have questions on anything from investments and portfolio management to insurance retirement planning, give Christine a call at, repeat after me, 732. 732 Jersey. <laughs> That's it, 732 yeah. New Jersey. 455. 455. 1510. 1510. Now you also could have emailed her instead of called her. The numbers, uh, uh, emailed her, it's not a number. Christine at veywealth.com. She could advise you. So there we go. Before Bobby Mahoney starts, 
wanted to let you know you uh, you had an artist called For the Foxes. I did. Who was on your label for a while? Nick. Nice Nick kid. Dungo yeah, is a William guy. Patterson yes. grad, and I I texted Nick last night mm-hmm. and I said that we had you coming on, and he's living in Brooklyn now. The band broke up. They but um, he blamed Bobby Mahoney for this. <laughs> but let's see. Um, tell him, I said, what up with five Ps? Yeah. And then he said, uh, tell him he was right about Kay Flay when he said she was dope a few years back because she is. That's good to hear. There we go. <laughs> Just making fans of other people's bands. That's there we nice. go. Yeah. Fans of the band. So, good uh, stuff. Yeah, Nick's a good guy. Very good, good guy. guy. Very good guy. Mm-hmm. I remember we used to make fun of his in class. We'd go, Nick Dungo! We would, it was really good. And then he became a success and did he not is. take us with him. He's an incredible writer and uh, good looking kid. Yes. Yeah. But he's no uh, Eric Tobin when we talk about good looking. No, no. A side of gray, like it's a two faced thing here. This side's getting old and this side's staying young. So you ever see right pictures brain. of truck drivers who've been driving a truck for like 40 years? Like the right side is fine, but the left arm and the left Leather face up. is like yeah. total leather. It's mm-hmm. really. Yeah. I always wanted that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We Cab drivers, too. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby Mahoney. Yeah. It is your turn of uh, Bobby Mahoney and the seventh son. <laughs> You yeah. take it away, Bob. So we're going to ask the hard-hitting questions Great. to start. Um, nah, we're going to start with, uh, how is Hopeless Records making the transition from like v- the vinyl and the physical model to the streaming you know, model that we're kind of being faced with? Yeah. Um, I, don't wanna, I don't know if it's ever a transition. I think there was, you know, in the early days of Hopeless before I was there, um, you know, vinyl was very big. It went away for a little bit, and it's back. I think for us, we don't. You know, I think there's a big conversation about, okay, streaming's coming, what does that mean? Is it the end of the business? And I, I, I read this stuff, it sells a lot of advertising in a lot yeah. of magazines. Yeah. Good for those folks selling advertising, you know, buying their used cars and keeping their kids in school. <laughs> uh, we typically don't, you know, for us, we sign bands and we bring them to fans, mm-hmm. you know, and those fans are people that need this music. Yeah. That's our opinion. Like, we, the bands Absolutely. do this, we do this because those fans love it, want to be a part of it. and those people listen to music where they want to listen to it. Yeah, so for me, it's not some end-of-the-world scenario. It's when they wanted a CD, we got them a CD. When they wanted vinyl, they get vinyl. Right. I have to make cassettes later this year, yeah. which makes me feel crazy. It's hysterical. <laughs> and uh, I don't, I'm not really laughing. I cry a lot over no, it. No, it's, it's, it's yeah. like I'll go to like a DIY basement show, and the bands will be like, oh, yeah, grab our cassette. And I'm like, if you had like a CD and a cassette, like if you had like an option, like I would get it. But like it's just it's just cassette, and like most people I know yeah. don't even have a cassette player. I think know? the cassettes to define something cool, and since and I get a lot of like uh, twitches and shakes when I think about how uncool I was and how I could not get into the cool thing. Like by the time I got the cool thing, it was uncool. Oh, so, yeah, that's, that's me to a uh, yeah. So my I, that's why I cry a lot at night in the dark. Um, <laughs> but with the streaming, I mean, people want to stream, you know, yeah. and that's it's we bring music where the fan is and you know it's not some discussion of you know, how do we stop it or what do we do now yeah. like we just have to adjust on the financial side of it we have to pay attention we have to be able to look at the analytics we have to look at the money and just make sure we're adjusting our spends um, accordingly you know and it's in honestly not much has changed I yeah. mean it's if anything we have more opportunity to promote a, in a sort of more um, mainstream way in a lot of ways than we had a couple years ago especially when it comes to uh, Spotify playlisting, uh, Apple Music now, yeah. Pandora, Sirius, um, you know, and the whole goal is to put this music in more hands of the people yeah. who want and need it. You know, at this conference in particular, we went to one of the seminars yesterday where they talked a lot about you know the state of where physical is versus where streaming is and you know digital downloads, and on, I think it's 
it is, I think you're right, a lot of it is, you know, people fear-mongering and trying to get people to, you know, buy magazines and read articles and whatnot. Because, like, a lot of the people here have that sort of same, the audio industry people have that same, you know, added positive attitude about it. Like, it's like, well, this is just how things are, and you can't really, you know, fight it, and it's not really a point in fighting, because that's where people are going for it, you yeah. know? So you gotta, like you said, you gotta give it to them where they want it. Well, and the conversation for us is, I mean, you know, we obviously are a business, yeah. you know, we're... Um, record label I think is the translation is high risk investor or insane person who gives money to um, teenagers yeah. um, <laughs> but uh, I think that um, you know for us it's always the focus is you know this especially you know I'm in a little bit of a different world you know if you're a fan of it yeah. kids going to warp tour you know uh, fans of Kevin Lyman's creation mm -hmm. warp tour yeah. and or you know Mike Shea alternative press or yeah. coming to the fearless the epitaph the hopeless our kid is is a little bit outside of what's playing on radio in a lot of cases. Yeah, you know, absolutely. this is a lifestyle to them. It's about great albums, about seeing the band, being a part of their life. The conversation for us is we're bringing it to those people. And again, yeah. it's just to reiterate, we're bringing it through these mediums. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, of course, there's a conversation of how is that going to affect us? What's the money different? Yeah. But we have to continue to focus not on the question of, oh, well, we got to make this money here, make it. It's, yeah, it's if we treat... It is art, and we bring it to the fans correctly. There'll be revenue to follow, and yeah, then exactly. we just have to make sure we're in all those places, and you know, not overspending or yeah. not underspending either. Yeah, no, exactly. Not With the um, managers and fans, yeah. <laughs> the managers want to always say you're underspending. Yeah, <laughs> of course. But when it comes to like going on that. Um, with rock music, especially with you know the genre that you know, hopeless pushes. Um, Live is huge. You mentioned Warp Tour. You know, live is a really huge part of it. You know, the old, I guess, it used to be more that you'd put out a record and you would tour to promote the record. Mm -hmm. Now it's kind of, it, how, is it still like that for you, for Hopeless? Now is it more the tour is really where the main source of revenue is and the mm -hmm. this physical, like, if you're going to a show, you know, you're buying the CD, it's more of a merch thing rather than, the, you know, the, the yeah. music, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, f uh, for our bands, and this is something we talk about a lot, I mean, the album is, is super important, yeah. you know, always, but when we're signing a band, you know, I'm going to have a five or six year stretch is what we're talking about. It's a yeah. nice chunk of somebody's uh, early life. Yeah. Um, it's all sort of part of creating that experience of the band. Like, yeah. uh, we call it branding. That sounds kind of sickening, but uh, it's like, here's your, you know, you and I have a band, and it's called Two Awesome Guys. <laughs> and the idea is to make Two Awesome Guys as big as possible. The album will be part of that. The touring will be part of that. The merch will be part of that. The story that we create, that the point we're trying to make, will become that story that we share yeah. through socials. We share it on stage. We share it at the merch booth. That all comes together. So for us, there is good timing for touring yeah. that might associate with an album cycle. But the idea is not to look at it from here's an album, here's a touring cycle, and it's done. It's I sign a band, and I want to get them to that you know middle zone about five years in because the idea is that hopefully this is a 15 or 20 or 30 year career yeah. so um for the artist there is a lot of revenue associated with touring it does take several years i mean you can talk to some bands just like any business a band is a business it doesn't feel that way obviously you're in a van you're driving around and you know trying to buy the tightest jeans possible and things <laughs> of that nature um but there's an investment that goes into touring, and as you get bigger, you want, and you're going to headline, you're going to want to invest in better production, better lighting, and yeah. it, it does take a certain amount of time for everybody to make money, mm -hmm. you know, and Absolutely. that's that has its own frustrations for anybody yeah. who's running a business or any side project or hobby. Um, so, is there better revenue in touring? There is revenue in touring. There's revenue in merchandise. Uh, are there people making great money on that? Yes. Are there people not making great money on that? Yes. Yeah. That also depends on business acumen and if you've hired that business manager that supports this whole uh, venture. So yeah. um, I think that 
as we, we look at touring, for us, uh, maybe this is just me, I don't know if anyone will make fun of me at the label, but we see touring in our world as the radio for us. We put a lot more effort into that touring in the early days. You're going to see bands playing in 100, 200 capacity rooms, slowly growing up and like yeah. getting bands on tour, suggesting how to do it. Hey, we're doing four dates this weekend with so-and-so. We'll put the ad mat up on the social media. Mm -hmm. Hey, we're doing four dates here, or we got this festival. And then it's, hey, we're going to headline. It's going to be 20 dates. Or, hey, what support tour are we getting? That's really how we're building off of that story and that social media and the connection between contemporary artists. Yeah. Um, but again, part of that is the album comes out. There's videos that go with it. It might be a seven inch, there might be a cassette, there might be a reissue of a colored vinyl. We might be doing um, just a song or a cover, or maybe we're doing some kind of split or other compilation. There's a lot of things that are going to happen over a long period of time. So, in answer to the question, touring's important, yeah. album's important, timing of that touring's important, support, the people who are going to support, the other bands are going to support, it's important. But we try to look at it as if we're going to want to be this big in five years, what are the things we have to do right now? Yeah. And it's the same conversation with the band. Hey, if I can help you or we can be assistive in getting you the right agent and the right manager to make sure mm -hmm. that you're making the money you need to make so you can support yourself. Because yeah. maybe 20 to 25 is not a big deal. You can go home and stay with your folks. But then you meet someone wonderful and you want to have a family and you're 32 yeah. and you do need to pay the bills. <laughs> That's when you get to that point. Yeah. You know, but I mean, just like anybody who works a job, you got to have. At some level, the business needs to make money, yeah. and then after that comes into questions of your own personal finance, and we don't cover that, but yeah. I, do, I do hug a lot of people who go through credit mm -hmm. card debt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what about uh, the deals you got? Are you guys signing 360 deals? Well, I was gonna, yeah. oh, okay. You yeah. asked the question. Yeah. Well, no, thank you. Please. You're thank welcome, you Bob. Jesus Please, Bob. You that Haven't question. you talked enough on this? Are you questions? signing 360 deals? Oh, that's yeah, not yeah, my question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Eric, please ask. Well, the, uh, I know a 360 deal is a sort of had sort of a negative connotation with mm -hmm. a lot of people in the industry. Now, how it sounded like when you were talking about, you know, really being a part of the artist as a whole and really, you know, helping them get to the next level and pushing them. How do you, if you're signing a band, how do you, how do you approach saying like, hey, we can do all this, mm -hmm. you know, for you, you know, but you have to, you know, obviously sign that deal. You know, how do you go about doing that and making it not a negative thing? I typically say I'm taking everything and good luck with your life. <laughs> <laughs> and surprisingly, a bunch of bands have fallen for that. Um, sorry, guys. Uh, you know, I think that, yeah, you're right. 360 does have a certain connotation. Um, I don't think we're signing 360 deals. I think that's okay. a, uh, uh, we are involved in some extended rights. Every deal okay. is different based on, you know, uh, um, you know what we're, where we're at with the artist, where the artist is at, what we're doing. I mean, it's, it's all in that conversation. Um, you know, as far as, how we get involved? Yeah, we have a full suite of services. I mean, we're have great. You know, we wouldn't ask for a right if I didn't feel like we had someone doing a great job. And yeah. Of course, that's always debatable. What is a great mm -hmm. job and what's not? We feel like we have a great team worldwide. You know, and we feel like they're doing a great job. We got into signing worldwide rights. We wanted to have a worldwide team, and I have 16 people overseas. Oh, you know, man. when we want to get into talking about can we do a great job for your merchandise, we have full D to C setup. We have someone full time doing merch. Okay. You know. When we're talking about touring, I get very involved with the agents. Um, you know, I feel it's important that if we're going to ask for that, if we're going to be involved with it, we better give that service um, its its due process. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, as far as revenue goes, I think that you know what we have to invest in an artist is still the same amount we had to invest 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And some of that revenue that was coming, like we talked about earlier, with, with maybe CD was a little bit easier and larger to get yeah. earlier on. Um, the income is a little bit slower our commitment to growing those artists and 
investing in them is still there. So having a way to make sure that we feel that we're going to be able to have the right amount of money coming in so we can invest again in the artist, that's that's sort of the, the game. Again, like yeah. I made the joke about us being a high-risk investment center. I mean, we have to be able to say, okay, things are getting better. The moment things start getting better, there's this sort of middle zone where you're spending more and not making more. And mm-hmm. it's the same for the artists, it's the same for us. You know, we have to have ways to say, okay, well, if we're going to spend more, we're going to make sure we're making some more. That's where we get into asking for those. Um, I don't feel it's evil, but I've had that conversation. People are like, yeah. we just don't want to be involved. I don't believe in it. And in some cases, it's worked out. In some cases, yeah. it hasn't. You know? Well, in some cases, a lot of times, I feel like with like up-and-coming bands, they might not be... In, I guess it's either way. Some people might feel like, oh, I don't want to you know, give everything away. But then in not doing that, they screw themselves, sort of, because you're only, you guys are doing your portion... Mm-hmm. But then there's the other things that are maybe necessarily falling by the wayside, yeah. you know. So that's you know I can totally see that. Let's say a hundred years of conversation of how the people with the money who sign the rights are the bad people, and <laughs> I can see that. I do a lot of crazy stuff with the money that I'm stealing from bands. <laughs> buy lots of sports cars. I wholeheartedly believe yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I fund criminal activities in other countries. Um, I, I think that uh, that conversation is a tough one. It's all yeah. based on what your feeling is of music industry as a another evil term, right? I mean, yeah. a lot of bands come up, they've heard a lot of things, they get into the conversation, they think, I can't give this away because if I do that, I'll be screwed later on. And some bands like, I just want to be, mm-hmm. I've seen you have success, I want to be big and take whatever you need. And, and I'm not saying that's the right way either. I think yeah. having a, you know some business acumen and some questions are good. I think what we always say to the artist transparently is, find yourself a great lawyer, first of all, but secondly, pick the partners you want to work with. It's not about the checks or the rights. Yeah. Pick the people you believe in. Ask the questions. Take the time you need to pick people that you believe are going to be great partners. You know, there's some bands that we've really wanted to sign. You know, we really, really wanted them. And after having a conversation, they felt like, you know, we like you guys, but we're not sure you're the right partner. I'm, I'm totally bummed about that. But you have to respect that that particular person or group wants to work with someone they trust. And I think that conversation comes down to basic common sense. You work with people you trust, go through the process to understand, knows there are, know there are pros and cons. You know, I mean, you're going to go with a big company that, that works radio, maybe specifically that's what they do, they make singles. You know, if you, if you go into that with a clear head and say, okay, well, we're taking the huge shot, they're going to invest a lot of time, money in the singles, and there's only a certain amount of slots for that, and it doesn't work out. Yeah. You can't, you know, you gave it your best shot. You went to the right place to do that. And there's a lot of rhetoric about, you know, of course, justifying maybe what is felt a failure. Yeah. And that goes even for a company like us. You know, there are things we go into and we're like, we absolutely believe it's going to work. We absolutely love it. And um, it doesn't work out for whatever reason, you know. And, yeah. Uh, but I think, again, the key is to, you have this opportunity to do something amazing, right? You're creating and you're hoping that creation is going to pay you you have to sort of have that passion to go with someone you love and then do everything you can and feel good about everything you've done because it does not always work out. Yeah. But hopefully you'll learn something. You might pop out the other and being a producer or a manager or a radio host or you mm-hmm. might take that and say, you know what, what I learned, I want to go back to business school. And we've mm-hmm. seen a lot of people, um, at least that I started with in my late teens and early 20s that are, are that had a maybe a failed band and are incredibly successful doing something else. They took that learning process so um, I know that wasn't the question you asked yeah, no, I think that, fine, no. but I do think that um, that question of rights and you know who and why do they take it and am I getting screwed and am I not that yeah. comes down to you have to ask a lot of questions one person mm-hmm. might tell you uh, you know F this whole thing and everybody's out to get you well you should probably get a second opinion so you can get yeah. to a centrist place on the whole thing yeah. mm-hmm. and again you just you have to sort of go with your gut you know and ask people you trust ask your parents ask your yeah. friends 
look at the resume, you know, and then yeah. try to understand. And just because a company is small, they could be 100% better because they have a lot more time to spend on it. Yeah. A bigger company doesn't always mean success. We have more resources, so if it's connecting, we may be able to do more, but you might want to have more time on the phone with the person every day. Again, it has to come down to what you want, um, you know, and you have to sort of feel it out and ask people. We always say to the bands, or at least I try to say to them, if you want to know more about us, let me give you a number of one of the bands here. They'll give you the story. Bands are always fairly dramatic about it. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to be honest, you know, and they don't, yeah. you know, they, they don't want to see, you know, well, a lot of times they want, don't want to see them, other artists make the same mistakes. Yeah. And, 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 like, well, that's talking to, you know, other, like, you know, songwriters, other musicians, you know, growing up, it's just, you, you kind of learn, try to learn from everyone else's experiences, you know, and, you know, you take, you know, they, this person may have had a bad experience at whatever, you know, record label for some reason, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you will, but you have to take what they, what advice they give you and be like, okay, now I need to go look into it for myself and see, you know, cautiously see what's going on. Well, yeah, the other side of the coin is we teach, from the very first day, we teach that 100% of nothing is what? It's still nothing, yeah. I've, I've been and working on that. You have to, it's a business <laughs> of fragmentation. Yeah. So you have to trust somebody and you have to give up a piece. You can't expect to make it in this business and hold all of it. That's just not yeah, the way yeah. it works. Ex exactly. So no, it's it's true. And I, and I think the other thing, too, that never gets discussed is that, you know, pulling back that curtain, the label is this entity. It gets this, like, face on it where it's like, my God, what's going on back there? But I'll tell you, uh, the people that sit in the office all day that are working 10, 12, and 18-hour days, the people that are on the road, all the people that work for us, and I can speak from only our office, we're all very passionate about what we do. Yeah. We all very much uh, look like the people in this room and, you know, we're working at this because we're passionate at it. We hope that it's going to make money, of course, but being yeah. at a label is like being in a band. You have this dream that working in music is going to be great, you know, and you go to work every day and there's frustrating days and there's great days and at the end of the day there is, it's not an unlimited pool of money. I don't have a vault yeah. somewhere filled with gold where I'm like, yeah. so one band's getting gold and one band's getting nothing. I mean, yeah. it's just, we have to make tough decisions all day long and we're still real people trying to make this course, company yeah. work every day and I think it's easy to say the label is terrible instead of there's a great amount of people here working hard and that comes yeah. with different people have different uh, aptitudes, different people have different skills and talents, you know, mm -hmm. and that's, we have to sort of sit in there and say who's best at what and who's coming in and who's going. I mean, it's, it's very easy to say labels are terrible but labels are just people like they are in bands because we have the same fear of signing in with bands because bands, we, you know, it's easy to get on board with something so exciting and really spend, 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 and then one day they're like, you know what, we're over this, we hate everyone in the band, we yeah. hate our fans, we break up. It's, right. it's just as much fear, but we don't, uh, typically there's no one interviewing me about that because that's just yeah. not the, uh, that's not the traditional or, uh, or popular way to discuss music, you know, it's the, yeah. you know, artist, fearful of label and things like that, I and mean, it's... How long is the courtship process? We talked about this in another interview yesterday, we were saying it's not just a... You hear me, you see me, me perform, oh, I'm going to sign them. Like the way it's written yeah. about, you know, in the book, oh, he saw them, he signed them on the spot kind of thing. It's, yeah. is it sometimes months? Is it, you know, you going, you doing your research as a label to make sure that we're a solid band and that we're really into this yeah. and that we're going to stick it out for the long haul? I mean, I love those tall tales. When something's very successful, I love saying something like, we saw it and we signed it like this. Yeah. We knew right away. I wish right. that uh, we were all that smart. Um, and I'm sure there are people who are that smart. Uh, I can't say that I'm one of them, but I think it just depends on the artist. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've had some courtships last a couple weeks. We've had some courtships last six months. Um, and there's a you know there's a phase through. You know, I mean, we're gonna have conversations. We're gonna get on the phone. 
you know, we may or sometimes, I mean, we, we may not even see it live in cases with us. Like a lot of times we're looking for that spark where it's connecting. Because for us, with the lifestyle stuff at least, and I can't speak for other genres, other labels, but we want to see more ever that there's a story that's connecting and that this person is uh, making someone fall in love with it and that person is feeling something from it, you know. And it might be one, two, three, four phone calls, full band, maybe just the writer, get on the phone with the manager, maybe I know the agent, you know. And, from there, if we do like it, and I have to bring it to my team because we're not just signing bands to sign them. Like we sign as a full team, so the mm -hmm. team has to say we can't. We think we can do a good job for this. We at least understand where they want to go, and we can do something great. We feel that we'll be able to add to this. That's how we sign. You know, like I'll bring it in. We'll sit down and we'll say, yeah, that, that makes sense. Doesn't mean everybody loves the music personally. That's that's not the game. It's we do a job. We have to make sure we can do a great job. So there's a process with the team. Um, then we have to issue a deal memo, and that could take a day, two days, four weeks. Once it's signed, that long form might take several more months, and in that period of time, we might be working on it, you know, in that time frame, or it might be, you know, let's everyone feels like we should wait until it's fully done, until it's all worked out. There's just no way to tell. Some things are short, some things are long. Uh, it just depends a lot on the artist and, and their team, and that's something we have to respect. It doesn't mean we don't get anxiety, like, what's going on? How come mm -hmm. I can't hear back? What's taking mm -hmm. so long? Mm -hmm. You know, and if we love it, we really want to work through that. Sometimes, though, I'm sure it's the same for artists. They're like, if you're not going to sign this, we're moving on. And it's, yeah. it's the same thing goes for labels sometimes. Like, hey, have you got cold feet? Are you over this? Can we just move on? Because it's, there's limited bandwidth and time on things sometimes. Absolutely, but yeah. It takes it, it, various uh, various amounts of time. Okay, um, just one more quick. You know, Hopeless just signed some 41, which is a pretty huge thing. Um, is there any? Can you tell me about how that process? Anything about that process of how you guys, you know, got them, and also, um, like, when what plans do you have? Um, obviously, you know, you can't say obviously too much, but like, do you see them being more of like a catalog type band, or do you see them being more of a like? Is this going to be like a real like? You know, because they are you know a little bit relatively dated. You know, they are a couple you know years back. Where do you see them going? Do, you know, do you, you see make them? me feel old? They're younger no, than no, me. No, no, <laughs> um, no, 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 no. So yeah, I can answer that. I mean, one, when we don't have a catalog for the band, we just have this new release. And, okay. You know, every artist we sign, I mean, this is new and fresh for us. I mean, like That's it's great. it's a full rollout. I mean, these guys have, you know, I can't comment on the plans, but I can say they've yeah. made an incredible record. I'm glad to hear I that. I mean, it is an amazing record, and I had a chance to go to Dublin and see them play live, and I. I was saying to some of our younger artists, I want you all to see Sum 41. It's the most amazing live show from end to end. Just incredible musical jokes. I mean, just, there's no way to explain it. It just, I, I still, it was a really amazing show to watch. And I think the band has a lot going on for them. And I think if you see what the fans have been like, that core fan group, no one's lost any love for this thing. That's They're great. excited for a new record. They're excited for more touring. Um, I think Sum 41 has a larger brand than some of my young bands. I've been doing oh, this for a long yeah. time. People really care about it. They're really excited about it. And so is the band. And we will treat this is their new look. This is their new um, CD. At the shows, there'll be people who want to hear the hits. Yeah. But for us, it's about continuing to make this band and brand as big as it can be, you know, to help them hopefully get bigger than before. Yeah. You know, and I think that sitting with Derek and the band, I mean, th their dream is to, you know, the same dream they had when they started, be the biggest band that can be affect and uh, be in love with every fan and, and vice versa. So for us, there's no change for what we do with Sum 41 is the same thing I do with, with Confidence, who's my new band from Australia. You know, like this is, what was that? What was that? With Confidence. And it's, that experience is really uh, the same. That's Different plans, but it's the same vibe, it's the same emotion. We want these bands to be as big as they can possibly be and touch as many fans as possible. That's great. 
We want to thank you for touching us today. Not only <laughs> physically. Thank God it's not video. Yeah. No, I know, because yeah. there, there was some stuff, there was some caressing going on yeah, during the interview that people couldn't see, but we want to thank uh, you for doing that, and also you spoke, so between the, the physical and the verbal. It yeah. Was, it was a pretty complete 360 deal that we Ambidextrous had going on. Ambidextrous is what they call me. Yeah, 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 yeah. it is good. So we want to thank Eric Tobin of Hopeless Records. Thank you. Thank you very much, Eric. Yeah. For thank you here. for having me. I appreciate it. We want to thank Robert Mahoney Sr. Some call him Bobby Mahoney. Are you a junior? or is no, a, I'm technically a senior now, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a senior in college. So Bobby Mahoney, thank you very much. We want to thank Joel Filippi for clapping and saying nothing, but you are here. You lend valuable support to the entire thing. We should really thank Dr. Stephen Marconi, who created the idea of music management in yes, America. Yes, and my co-host, of course. Yes. And I am your co-host, Professor David Kirkfield, who is nothing without you. And please don't Call forget him, that. Course. I'm hopeless without you. Hopeless Records was here. Thank you so much, and Eric. Eric Von Tobin, by the way, there should be a Von before your last should name. Should be a Von? Yeah. Should, Eric Von Tobin. Von? <laughs> I think, think I'll work on that. Yeah, I think that's you'll be uh, more successful. Yeah. Tell your parents. Um, so with that in mind, at the end of every uh, interview, we do not say hello. We do not say goodbye. Would you like to know what we would say? I'm excited. We always say, Adios! Uh, we hold the S.